Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Joe of Word of Prayer Cultural Center in Largo, Maryland. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It is my prayer that you are both blessed and enriched by what you hear. Feel free to share with friends and family, and also feel free to follow us on our social media outlets, Facebook and Instagram. Our social media handle is at Wopsy, W-O-P-C-C. Visit us online at wopsy.church. God bless and happy listening. Somebody say amen. 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 Thank you. So um, today you already know what the title is. The title is what? The Blockade of Blessings. All right. Did y'all see that? All right. Yes. The Blockade of Blessings. That is our title. That's what you want to write down in your notes because I know you're taking notes. Um, The Blockade of Blessings. Okay. Um, Any guesses on what the blockade of blessings might be? If you had to take a wild guess, I know you've been wondering. (laughs) Huh? Okay. It could be us. It could be distractions. Okay. I like that. What else? Okay. Obedience. Or I guess disobedience. (laughs) Anybody else? Okay. Huh? Doubt. Okay. That's a good one. Fear, okay, that's a good one. All right, these are all good. Satan, all right, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Generational curses, I love it because y'all are going to see how you're all right. (laughs) The blockade, toxic thoughts, that's it. The blockade of blessings, we're going to put a word on it today. Um, To sum all of that up, the blockade of blessings that we're talking about today is that of rebellion. All right. Rebellion. Somebody say rebellion. And so today's title is the blockade of blessings. But if I had to choose a subtitle, it would be exposing the spirit of rebellion. All right. Yeah, that's why the devil's mad. Exposing the spirit of rebellion. He rebelled and he lost and he has no power. But you as a child of God, he knows that the power and the authority that has been given to you. And so if he some way, somehow can get you to rebel. Hmm? So last month, I came to you with a message, um, a remix message, if you will, entitled Landlord Jesus, right? Now, right after that, God swept in and he changed my plans at the last minute. And he wanted to let you know that he's got you covered. Y'all remember that? All right. Then he gave me the word from heaven for the people of God that we were distracted and led us on a week-long journey of identification and elimination regarding distractions. I know y'all remember that, right? Then from that week uh, of being in the Word and studying Samson together, he led me to preach, hey there, Delilah. And then last week he had me to tell y'all to do what? Trust God and, and chill and chill. But at the end of the Landlord Jesus message, if you recall, I said we would be talking about and taking a look at this thing called rebellion. And that is what he has released for me to do today. So much so that we're not even going to call this part two or continuation of that remix of a series. But this message is a message all on its own. I I wrestled um, with calling it a blockade of blessings uh, versus a uh, 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 blockade. Yeah, thus, thank you, versus the blockade of blessings because I'm like, okay, there, there could be multiple, you know, blockades of blessings. But I was led to use the instead of a because I realized that truly all forms of ungodliness and all the things that we named when I asked you, which all of those things fall under the category of rebellion. Mm -hmm. All forms of ungodliness that creep in and hinder us from walking in the fullness of God. Anybody want to walk in the fullness of God? Yeah, yeah, for our lives. 
anything that hinders that finds its root in sin, and sin finds its root in rebellion. Okay? And so the blockade of blessings exposing the spirit of rebellion. If we take a look in the Bible, we're going to take a look at, uh, let's see here, Samuel. We're going to take a look today at 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, and we're going to lift up verses 22 and 23 in the New King James Version. That's 1 Samuel 15, 22 through 23 in the New King James Version. Y'all all right with walking with me today? And so... It reads like this. So Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. 23, this is the key verse. It says, for rebellion. Somebody say rebellion. rebellion. Oof, listen to this. Is as the sin of witchcraft. I can sit down right there. Because I don't know about you, but I want to stay away from anything that's as the sin of witchcraft. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness, uh-oh, is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you. Saul is who he's talking about from being king. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. <laughs> right, that was the new King James. We don't want to know what the message has to say. As we were singing, Minister Gray, by the way, it's no relation that we know of, but, you know, I think we, we, we'll claim them. And he'll probably hopefully claim us. But Minister Gray, as, as you guys were singing, it's your breath in our lungs. I was just standing in awe of God that he was setting the tone for this message. Unbeknownst, you know, to you because I just begin to think about how if we really have an understanding that it's his breath in our lungs, that the breath we breathe belongs to him, then we would not put ourselves in the position to choose rebellion. To choose our mouth, to curse a God who gave us the breath in the first place. And a lot of times we don't curse him with our words. Oh, but those actions and those reactions. Oh, that stubbornness. And oh, that rebellion. How do you rebel? Don't they have like movies about that? Like where inventions turn against the inventor? Frankenstein? How are you going to Frankenstein the father? Our robot. Mm-hmm. Before we move forward, let's define some terminology. Let's see what the word rebellion means. Anybody know the root word of it? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> rebel, okay? To rebel is to make war against something you disagree with. Write that down. To make war against something you disagree with. If you've been serving the Lord any amount of time, you probably already 
have disagreed with something that he required of you? Huh? Can we be honest? But aren't you so glad that you're not canceled because of disagreement with the thing? Aren't you so glad that you don't have to agree with it to obey it? Huh? And so we're not saying that you're a rebel because it doesn't sit well with you. Because it's not gonna, especially starting out. The more you begin to look like Christ, the less it won't sit well with you, but that's a process in and of itself. I know to this day there are things that God might ask of me that just don't sit well. It's okay if it don't sit well, just don't sit on the instruction. Because that's when you become a rebel. See, a lot of us thought we had to do something to be a rebel. But sometimes it's what you're not doing that makes you a rebel. And so to rebel is to make war against something you disagree with or refuse to conform to. Take my will, take your will, conform it. You know that song. But do we really mean that? Or are we singing that and then going on about our week refusing to conform? Let's pause here because I want to reiterate again that to disagree is not the rebellion. It's when you make war against it and you refuse to conform. War, this, this is, this is uh, in my research, something else that is a definition of, actually I looked up the etymology of, which means we're getting to um, the origin of the word rebellion. And so it's this, war <laughs> waged against a government by some portion of its subjects. War waged against a government by some portion of its subjects. And then watch this, in parentheses it says, Originally, especially against God or church authority. This is a secular source that I've used. And so rebellion didn't creep its way into church. Rebellion started in church. Uh-oh, let me preach an elder. You preach it. I gave you your Sunday to preach. We text this week. <laughs> Elder, you in the spirit, but I'm, I'm not on that page. <laughs> At least I know she in the spirit, amen. And so rebellion did not creep into the church, Elder. Rebellion started in the church. And so check this out. This is, this is noteworthy. Rebellion leads to division. Rebellion leads to division because nine times out of ten, a rebel naturally will try to get others to side with them against the governing authority. And the smart ones try to get somebody of a certain status whose words have a certain weight. Hmm? That's why a lot of people... It, it's, it always trips me out how a lot of secular people doing a lot of secular things want to come. Let me come into your church and make a presentation. Because they know if I can get it to seem like you're backing me, then I can use your influence to do what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Rebellion leads to division. Check this out. The first, according to my research, the first documented rebellion in world history is in 2730 
that's 2730, B.C., <laughs> in Egypt. That was a long time ago. It was called Set Rebellion. And it led to the division of Egypt into two parts, Upper Egypt and Lower Egypt. Just, just you know, just split us down the middle. Let, let, uh, I don't, I don't want to just be called Egypt. I want to be Upper Egypt. And so there was a rebellion, and the first rebellion in world history on the earth, Elder, is that of this rebellion in Egypt, which led to literal division. The most recent is the insurrection. What year was that? Last year, right? 2021? January 6th. That was an example of rebellion. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that? Wasn't that crazy to watch? It almost seemed like it wasn't real. Like we were watching a movie. Like, is, that, is, is this real life? But what if I told you? That that's exactly how some of us look in the spirit. It's crazy to see that manifest in the natural, but that didn't start in the natural. That was a spirit that manifests. And so I wonder, how wild am I looking in the spirit? Because I can dress it up for church and I can, you know, I can put the right lingo on it. But when it comes to me and God and when it comes to the way in which he has either through the word or through the Holy Spirit told me to go about a thing. Am I rebelling? Am I rebelling against God? Sometimes it trips me out because the biggest rebels want the biggest blessings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the biggest rebels want the biggest blessings. Now check this out. The oldest event in history involving rebellion is the enemy, the devil elder. He is the author of it, and he showed that to us when he was an angel, Lucifer, in heaven. Isaiah 14 and 15 and Ezekiel 28, 16 through 17 echoes the story. You can read it on your own time. But essentially, um, Lucifer, he was rebelling against God in heaven. He basically wanted the authority. He was jealous of God. He, he wanted, you know, people to essentially... Uh, treat him like God was being treated. He was going against things that God had in place. And so God couldn't take it anymore. And so Lucifer became the devil. Okay. And so guess what? Lucifer didn't go to hell by himself. There were other fallen angels who sided with him. And they're known as demons. And now all of them experience the result of that rebellion which led to division. And so one of the things we must make clear is that rebellion is a work of the enemy. Rebellion is a work of the enemy. And biblically speaking, as you see, it finds its root in witchcraft. Let's take a look back at the text. 1 Samuel 15, 23 um, 22 and 23 again says, so Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Y'all heard that before, right? So now you can get you some contextual consideration. I'm about to tell you what's going on here. And to heed uh, then the fat of rams for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness uh-oh a lot of us brag about being stubborn as if that is an admirable thing 
And stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Do you know that things that are stubborn eventually die? There are churches that have been stubborn regarding technology. And when the pandemic hit, they did not survive. Stubbornness is not a good thing. You can't even be stubborn to an instruction that God gave you in a prior season. <laughs> and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he says he rejected him from being king. The backdrop here is that Saul has showed his tail. I don't know no other way to say it. If you did, you got to read it. I mean, he he was tripping, tripping. He has disobeyed and he's rebelled against God so much that God regrets. I've never heard of God regretting setting up Saul as king. He's been disobedient time and time again. He's dishonored God again by not following his instructions and deciding to do his own thing. Now, check this out. In this actual case, if you read the scripture, which I know you're going to read this week, in this actual case, his own thing was not particularly a bad thing. It just was not the thing that was asked of him. I'm going to say that again because we need to get that. The thing that he was doing was not particularly a bad thing. It was just not the thing that was asked of him. I'm reminded of a story that we mentioned recently where somebody came as a guest preacher to Wapsie and they were talking about how they were getting something set up. They had a new business. They were getting something set up and their sister was excited to come and help set up. And so they talk about what needs to be done and she looked and the sister is doing a lot of good things, but nothing that she asked her to do. <laughs> There were things that needed to be done. See, the sister, that's why, listen, you're, you're not smarter than God. You're not smarter than the authority that God has set in your life. Because the sister did not know different things that the business owner knew about, okay, there's an inspection tomorrow, so forget the blinds. We need to take care of this. And it may not be for her to give all the details, but she asked her to do something. And so you can run around and you can do a whole lot of nothing when it comes to doing what has been asked of you versus just doing good things. There are some really good people who are rebellious. There are some really hardworking people who are rebellious. There are really some people who are dedicated and loyal but rebellious. And this is why when you hear the word rebellion, just because you're peaceful doesn't mean you need to X yourself out of this conversation because you can be a peaceful rebel, which we'll get to in a second. Because sometimes rebellion is loud and sometimes rebellion is silent. It's not always loud. Sometimes rebellion comes with a smile. Sometimes, especially when this spirit is at work in conjunction with certain personalities and temperaments, it's not easily detected. Huh? You ever met a rebellious, let's see, phlegmatic? If you don't know what that is, you need to enroll in WPBI. <laughs> can't give you everything for free and so sometimes depending on certain personalities and temperaments it's not easily detected sometimes the loud mouth sanguine who's obviously rebellious or the powerful choleric who's loudly rebellious there's some little quiet melancholies over there in the corner with their little list with a whole list of things that they want to do versus what God told them to do. There's that peaceful phlegmatic that I'm not going to cause no fuss. I'm just not going to do what I've been asked to do. 
And so I'm going to quietly smile in the corner, and you ain't even going to realize because you're busy going off on the sanguine and the choleric when the peaceful phlegmatic is eating your business alive or your church. Because even the one who does a good thing, according to when they want to do it, instead of when it's been asked of them to do, is operating in the spirit of rebellion. And that's definitely witchcraft because you're also operating in the spirit of manipulation. Because some of you will say, well, they're, they're, let's talk about at work. I've been asked to do this, but they always like when I do that too. So I don't feel like doing this. So if I do that, they can't be mad. That's manipulation. That's manipulation. And beloved, the reason I'm giving you this is not to make you feel bad, but to expose something that could be blocking your blessings. Because God loves you too much, and so do I, for you to keep on living in rebellion and living in what you've been rescued from and choosing rebellion. Rebellion, you all, can be individual or it can be collective. Rebellion can be violent or it can be peaceful. Let's talk about some signs that you may be dealing with the spirit of rebellion. If you're always talking about what you're not going to do, y'all know the not going to do's. There are some people who, I don't know what type of empowerment goes through your little body when you utter those words I'm, I'm not finna do okay we got different variations of the thing uh oh and too old too old compared to who you're still a child of God. Come on, somebody. See, this is stuff I be wanting to say, but bite my tongue. If you're somebody who's always talking about what you're not going to do, you, my friend, probably definitely deal with the spirit of rebellion. It's funny, but don't laugh it off. Receive it if, if it's you. Okay? Because what you, huh? Oh, that's another one? I'm a retire if? <laughs> Listen, because what we need to discover, and this, this goes beyond, beyond this. This is a, a collective word, but individually, what we need to get with God about and sit with him in your secret place and ask is, God, what is the root of that? Why do I, why do I always want to say that? What, what, why, why do I feel like that empowers me? What am I lacking that needs the validation of the ability to say that, to say what I control? I'm not, I'm, I listen. That's what we need to ask ourselves. Because you doing your not going to do's is just a symptom of a bigger heart issue. And a lot of times, your knock on dues does not even have anything to do with the situation or the person. We need to creep on back to childhood. Because there was something in childhood where you felt deprived. Okay. And so... Even in moving into your walk with God, things that you have not healed from naturally are showing up spiritually. Things that 
were prevalent in childhood are now rearing its ugly head as you're a child of God. And so this is serious. If you're a not-going-doer, then you need to sit with God or a therapist. Or definitely the therapist was an and-or. And see where does this come from as it relates to me. I know it's the spirit of rebellion, but where does it come from as it relates to me? And that it could go, it could go deep. It could go deep. Somebody may have experienced rape or a sexual assault or something that felt like it took all of your control over your own body. So any chance you get, you want to proclaim that you're in control of your body. Uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to go deeper. I'm just trying to sow a seed to let you know that there are things like that that you have no idea play a part in the spirit of rebellion that you operate in, but it does. And so it's on us to expose it but not just for the sake of exposing it, but it's up to us to expose it and to heal from it. Amen? Are you ready to do the work? If you automatically have a negative response to authority, I mean automatic, you go into the meeting at work already with a stank attitude, knowing that you can't wait to get out of here so you can start gossiping about how it went, what you're not going to do, And sometimes it's at work and sometimes it's at church. If you have talked more out there than with me, rebellion. When you automatically have a negative response to authority, some of us know either ourselves or people like that. It doesn't matter. And it, it, teacher, boss, pastor, you just automatically have a negative response when it comes to authority. Rebellion. Rebellion. Why? Why is that? Why do I not want anybody to tell me what to do? I want the blessings. I want, I want the check. I, I, I want the fellowship. I want to get poured into at church. But, 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 but I don't want you to tell me what to do. Blockade. Somebody say blockade blockade and so there is two things at work here it's nature versus nurture some of us have a natural inclination for rebellion because as we're going to see as we dig deeper for some of us it's actually something that is a generational curse that has traveled through our bloodline if you do the history, your mama was just like that. Your grandfather was just like that. And somewhere along the line, somebody allowed that sin to creep in and it turned into a generational iniquity. But guess what? Just because it didn't start with you doesn't mean it can't stop with you. Amen? We don't identify generational curses just to be able to say why it's there and just move on. No, we identify it so that we can uproot it. Amen? So there's a, 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 a nature aspect, but then for some of us, it's a nurture aspect. Those who we were nurtured by, the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, the, 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 the people 
who we saw be rebellious day in and day out. We've learned it. More is caught than taught. We learned it. We saw it. And now, even in our adult years, we're replicating it. Hmm? And some of us don't know it. Some of us know it. Can we be real? Some of us know it. We just haven't done the work to heal. But some of us, this message is going to help you know what you weren't even realizing you were doing. And this message is for both categories. Guess what? The reason we're here is because whether we knew it already or whether we didn't know it, it's time to call it out. It's time to call it out. You have to call out and cast out spirits by name. See, you can't give it a little pet name or, you know, that's just how it is. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. You can't try to give it a nickname or soften that thing, you know, that thing that our family do. Uh-uh. You have to call it out by name. You have to begin to identify it so that you can eradicate it. You have to identify it and put a name to it and go before God asking him to remove it from me. I don't want it. But first you got to not want it. Some of us, that's going to be something because we've made identity out of it. Who am I without rebellion? What am I going to say if I'm not saying what I'm not going to do? Guess what? God will help you with that. He'll show you who you are minus rebellion. He'll show you what you will begin. He'll show you how your language will begin to change. He'll show you. But do you want to be shown? Or are you comfortable? And have you learned to rest in a state of rebellion? Witchcraft and evil spirits don't just go away. They have to be cast out. Some of us may be dealing with it because we never knew to cast it out. But today, we're going to cast it out. Amen? As a matter of fact, listen, will y'all repeat after me? By the power of God, invested in me, through the authority of his Holy Spirit, I cast out any spirit of rebellion that may be working within me, known and unknown. I bind rebellion at the root. Hallelujah. I uproot any seeds of rebellion. I need you to mean it. Sown in my childhood. I come against any seeds of it. Being sown at this level of my life. I shall walk in the fullness of God and in all he has for me. My blessings shall not be blocked by rebellion or any other thing that stems from it. I am free. Come on, you got to speak it. I know you're still going through a process, but I am free. Come on, I know you haven't sat with God yet, but I am free. Come on, I know you haven't had that therapy appointment, but I am free. You got to speak it. Your spirit needs to hear you say that I am free. I am free to obey. I am free to submit to authority. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the tools to stay free and be intentional about my freedom from the spirit of rebellion. Now give God a free praise in here. Listen, I need you to take hold to that. I need you to make that your declaration. Even as you're going through the process, let this be your confession. Let this be your language. Let this be what you release unto the earth, even as you go through the process of deliverance. Because that's what this is. It's deliverance. It's a process of deliverance. And it is a process. 
but it's a process that we have to be courageous enough to start because too much is at stake for us to continue for the rest of our lives living in rebellion. Can we give God praise? Woo, thank you, God. I know some of you are scared, but do it afraid. I know some of you are scared, but trust me, it's more scary if you remain in comfort than it is if you go head on and do the work to heal and to be free. And so do it afraid. I'm not expecting everybody to be sized up and ready. But sit with this word. Replay this word on the podcast. Because the enemy tried to, you know, mess up the live. But podcast, we still good, right? <laughs> Go ahead and listen to this word. Sit with this word. And allow God to begin to do the work in you. I want to let you know that you are enough. Because that's where some of this stems from. You are enough. You don't have to bark and, and you don't have to do the knock on do's and all. That adds nothing to you. That adds nothing to you. It's not cute. It's not beneficial. Your service is what speaks of how big and bad you are. Not your mouth. Anybody can talk. Anybody can say what they won't do. But it takes a real big person to just do. Even when they don't want to do. God will never steer you wrong. One of the reasons that this message is important because, is because this is the year of systematic breakthrough. And what God is saying is that my people can't get breakthrough if they're going to live where they buck systems all the time. They're not going to get breakthrough when they are conditioned to rebel against systems. Too much is at stake to rebel against systems. Remember, the theme scripture is John 9, 1 through 11, NLT. Remember the blind man? He was told to wash in the pool of Siloam. And it said he went, he washed, and then he was seeing. Some of us aren't seeing because we're rebelling. It didn't say whether or not the blind man felt like it. And it didn't say whether or not he agreed. But he didn't rebel. And he received the restoration of something that he needed the most. He did not block his blessing. How many of you know? A lot of us try to blame God. Jesus would have still been Jesus. If he would have still been blind, it's not Jesus. <laughs> if there's a problem, the problem's not Jesus. Because that's another symptom, is that we try to make everything and everyone else the problem. But I'm here to tell you that the problem is not Jesus. You're not a terrible person, and a lot of you are not doing terrible things. But the Spirit told me to say this to you. You can get it all right. And then rebellion creeps in and messes it all up. I don't know about you, but I don't want for my efforts to be in vain. And for me to not see what I and God want me to see because I've allowed for rebellion to creep in. See, these are the these secret things. A lot of us, listen, I know that you live for God now. I know that you don't do what you used to do. I know you don't go where you used to go. And a lot of us think that once we get out of the world and get in God, 
then that's it. But that's not so. You can be as saved as you want to be and still blocking your own blessings because of the spirit of rebellion. You got saved, but there's still work in your heart, in your mind. There's still work. God is trying to work out some stuff and work in some stuff. He's trying to work with you and work on you. The work is, is, is finished in terms of salvation, his love for you. There's nothing you can do to change that. But I would be lying to you if I told you that it ends there and there's no work that needs to be done between you and God in order for you to see what you and him both want you to see. And so proof that God wants you to see it is that he sent this message, the blockade of blessings, because he's sick and tired, I believe, of not being able to release to you what he has for you. Not because he doesn't want to, but because he's a God who cannot lie, and he's a God who cannot fail, and he's just set up systems. He's a God of systems. And he can't go against his word. And so if he releases it to you while you're in a state of rebellion, first of all, no loving father would do that. And second of all, he would be lying because he would be going against his word in terms of how he does things. In the Bible, there are a lot of rebellious acts. Lucifer, we talked about him. Saul being removed as king. Moses, and I'm still ending, was not allowed to enter the promised land. Jonah was swallowed by a big fish. Judas Iscariot hung himself because he rebelled against Jesus. This word is so important because all of the time, Rebellion leads to division, but some of the time, rebellion leads to death. There are lives and, and, and people's ministries, biblically, that were cut short because of rebellion. I don't want that to be me. <laughs> and I don't want that to be you. And so we get with God. What do we do after a word like this? We get with God. And especially if we feel some separation from God in certain areas and ways, we ask God, in what ways have I rebelled? We, we spend quiet time with him. And we ask him, what have I turned to? Whose word have I turned to over yours? And so I end this message with good news. And it's really, really great news. And it's that no matter what you've turned to, even if it's yourself and your personal authority, if you will, the good news is that you can turn back to the Father. You're still living, right? You're still breathing? You still have an You qualify to turn back to the Father. You Repentance is a gift of yours that you can grab a hold to. I want to, as I close, I just want to read Psalm 107. You can write it down in the NLT. And it excites me. Psalm 107 in the NLT says, they rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. That is why he broke them with hard labor. They fell and no one was there to help them. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. Hallelujah. He led them from dark, the darkness and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. God, come and snap our chains, Lord God, as we come before you. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. For he broke down their prison gates of bronze. 
He cut apart their bars of iron. A lot of us didn't know that we are behind bars. We've been enslaved to some of this stuff. But he's here to cut apart the bars. Hallelujah. It says this in 17. Some were fools. They rebelled and suffered for their sins. They couldn't stand the thought of food, and they were knocking on death's door. Good God Almighty. Check this out. Lord, help. They cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. Come on, somebody somebody needs to praise God right here. He sent out his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. You can be knocking on death's door, and if you cry out this week, Lord, help, he's going to come to you in your time of trouble, and he's going to save you from your distress. It says, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Whoo, Jesus. All you got to do is cry out, Lord, help, and mean it. And I'm here to tell you, he'll come to your rescue. He's a deliverer. It doesn't matter after this message how far deep in rebellion you realize you've got. He specializes in being a deliverer. He can't wait to deliver you from that thing. Isn't that good news? If you want it, he'll send the people, places, and things you need to make it happen. Whoo, Jesus. I see freedom in the room. I see freedom. In the, he, hallelujah. He's doing the work even now. Even now as you sit under his presence, as you, hallelujah, sit under and dwell in his shadow. I, listen, freedom is in the room. Freedom is in the room. Do you feel it? Does anybody see it? Freedom is in the room. Who Jesus. And so we're going to walk this walk together. I have another devotion for us to do together this week. It's called Pride and Rebellion. It's a five-day devotional. We'll start tomorrow. It's pretty, pretty brief. The devotion and the scriptures are pretty brief. But on the YouVersion Bible app, if we can walk through this together, Pride and Rebellion is the name of it. It's by Dion Dean. And let me read for you the description. It says this, many of us are acting out in rebellion and don't know it. Whether it's walking in unforgiveness with a spouse, staying in an unfruitful situation, or entering a wrong relationship. There are areas of our lives in which God wants to be in charge. <laughs> in this devotional, gain the strength needed to leave the idol you set up in your heart and say yes to his will for your life. Does that resonate with anybody? Can we do that together? Can we cheer each other on along this journey? So we're going to go ahead and we're going to endeavor to, um, to do this devotion together for five days, Monday through Friday, and we're just going to see what God does. Amen? Hallelujah. Give God some praise today. That's all I have for you today. The blockade of blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you.